Hey everyone, I'm Jesse Nealon. Welcome back to my podcast, This Is Not About Your Body. On my mind today, I have a little story for you <laughs> that I used to work at a fancy private gym in New York City, and it was full of models and celebrities and conventionally beautiful women. And there was a kind of guy who often came from the finance industry, a finance guy, or sometimes a trainer who just worked in this environment, who would exclusively date sort of homogenous looking models, meaning girlfriend after girlfriend. You sometimes couldn't tell them apart because they had such a similar aesthetic. And there was a certain kind of guy who would just go through models in this fashion. You'd be like, oh, new model, new girlfriend. You know, the, there was a sort of predictability to this. And I spend a lot of time thinking about this, like, what is it exactly that, that they're attracted to? How genuine is this attraction? And what's it to? Is it to the long, uh, you know, the long blonde hair? Is it to the, the exaggerated facial features? Is it the youth and sort of malleability of someone who is, like, eager to please? Is it the extremely thin body or the height? Like, what is he responding to? I would, I would be so curious to hear, to pick the brain of one of these men and just hear what are they, in their own minds, and their own bodies, attracted to? Like, what turns them on about these women? And it can't be denied that a certain aspect of it is the social status. That they are attracted to models as a form of social capital because that is the sort of ideal girlfriend in you know our culture that monetizes and objectifies women that is the sort of ideal girlfriend thing it's very much like having a rolex watch or you know a fancy sports car having a model for a girlfriend it is something that says to other men i am impressive and important and successful and you should be jealous right it's like i'm an alpha male hear me roar look at my model girlfriend and my fancy watch so the status symbol of having a girlfriend who looks like that is undeniable. And I don't want to presume that that's the only thing going on. I think that would really take a pretty grim view of these men. I have to also assume that they were really attracted to these women and that there's something about that aesthetic that really gets them going. But I also can't help but think about the men who I know, who I've actually gotten to pick their brains, who experience attraction to such a wide and diverse array of women. So what's going on then? Because if you are naturally attracted to a wide, diverse array of, of humans, but you only date one exclusively homogenous kind, it, it's obviously not just about attraction, right? At that point, something else is going on. And I can't help but think that social status, social symbol, or uh, status symbol kind of thing is, is probably what it is, you know? <laughs> Um, which makes me wonder, like, who are they attracted to that they don't let themselves act on? Are they even aware of it? Are they, like, going around the world being attracted to people in diverse bodies and shapes and sizes, but then being like, no, I need a, a model, like, it, that's what I have to have? Or is it totally outside their realm of consciousness or maybe not even existent at all? Like, maybe they literally only feel attraction to this particular type of body, in which case... We have to call that uh, a fetish or a kink, I guess, probably more accurately, because a fetish is to a non, well, I'm not sure. Listen, kink positive people, please forgive me because I can't remember the exact definition of these two things and I can't remember if this counts as one or the other. But my point being that having a quality 
that is so specific at that point, having an attraction to such a specific kind of body is very similar to having a, an attraction to something like latex or feet, you know, because it's not at that point um, about just attraction to the person. It's about attraction to the qualities of, you know, again, whatever it is, long um, long hair, femme faces, skinny bodies, uh, small breasts, narrow hips, whatever it is, tallness. And at that point, when we're thinking about it that way, it's not just one of many things you're attracted to. It's, it's the only thing that's getting your engine going, right? So I'm pretty sure that makes it a fetish, although I think fetishes might have to be outside of a human, but you can have a foot fetish, so... <laughs> I mean, that's, it, that's a human thing, but it's, it's an objectified piece of a human thing. And I think this is the same. It is an objectified piece of a human thing to be, a, to be attracted to, like, tallness, right? Or to be attracted to narrow hips or sculpted cheekbones. There is a sort of fetishization of um, Asian women, right? And, and that fetishization is based on something that we see very similarly to, like, the tall European model thing. It's a guy who is attracted to um, petite, usually um, petite Asian women. And it is absolutely a fetish that is well-documented. There are entire, um, you know, apps and websites dedicated to this, usually older, richer, whiter men <laughs> looking for a young... Um, a hot Asian girlfriend. And that is fetishization because they are not looking for anybody they are attracted to. They're looking for a very particular set of qualities, physical qualities, and often the uh, sort of personality or emotional qualities that they stereotypically believe to go with them, such as submissiveness. And that we can see a lot more clearly as fetishization, but I think that makes my point that the, the sort of models thing is as well. And I want to just zoom back and speak more broadly to the fact that conventional beauty ideals is also a sort of fetishization. That, like, there are natural attractions to all kinds of women for anybody who's attracted to women. But there is a very particular fetishization of cultural beauty ideals that does not apply to everybody. I will say that I know lots of guys and lesbians and, you know, I, I know lots of people who would argue I'm not attracted to conventional beauty ideals. Like some people think um, that is the height of beauty and they would like give anything to be with someone who had that kind of I don't know, in Instagram influencer look like maximum beauty work kind of hotness. And others would be totally repelled by it, and they think, that that's gross, that's not for me. I want someone who looks more natural, I want someone who feels more connective. And that is totally valid, right? But we know there are people out there who are into that aesthetic, just like there are people out there who are into models, just like there are people out there who are into Asian women. And likewise, we can say there are a lot of women out there who are attracted to black men in a similar fetishization way. Because at that point, when you are that specific about who you're attracted to, it is about the qualities you're seeing physically and or the perceived stereotype of um, how those people show up in the world. 
that is really driving the attraction. So it's no longer about being attracted to a person as a whole. It's about being attracted to the qualities that you have decided at some point are hot. I don't want to say decided like you did this consciously, because of course a lot of this isn't conscious. But I would be very interested to hear someone try to break down what exactly they love about the type of person they are most attracted to if they fall into a homogenous category. And just to invite a lot of curiosity into that, because I am personally attracted to a hugely diverse group of people, including like all genders and all shapes and sizes. It's just a very, very diverse um, array of people that I can find myself attracted to. And I know that's not true for everybody. So I'm certainly not saying one is better than the other, but I am really curious because when I think what I'm attracted to about a person I'm attracted to, it's going to sound extremely different from person to person. And if you are mostly attracted to one type of person, whether that is based on like race or height or um, sort of conventional beauty markers, then at that point, are you really attracted to the person? Or are you just attracted to cheekbones or dark skin or small bodies or, you know, tall bodies or whatever it is? And I work with women all the time who will tell me that they, I mean, they don't tell me they, they fetishize or, or objectify men, but they'll tell me I'm only into this kind of man. A lot of times it'll be I'm only into really tall men or I'm only into, you know, a really masculine man. And there's nothing wrong with this. It might just be who turns you on, and that's completely valid. But I also think there's something about the fact that at some point along the way, it got locked in for you that the only person worthy of, of being attractive also happens to coincide with very conventional ideals about beauty and masculinity for men, or for whoever, you know. Like, what does it mean about you and what you're looking for if you are only attracted to hyper-masculine, conventionally attractive men. And likewise, what does it mean about you if you're only attracted to small-bodied, um, delicate-featured, emotionally submissive Asian women? Like, what, what does it mean? It invites a lot of questioning, I think. Um, and there might not be any answers, because a lot of this stuff is not conscious, of course. But I am only putting this out there because I think it's so important to recognize that conventional beauty ideals are a part of a fetishization, which means that they're not inherently sexy, just like, you know, uh, black men are not inherently sexy, right? It doesn't mean anything, or Asian women are not inherently sexy. It just means that some people are fetishizing, fetishizing them. Um, because of, well, any number of reasons that are sometimes very racist and problematic and sometimes come down to just what happens to turn you on. But when we think about, okay, let's say you worry about not being attractive enough because you don't fit the conventional ideal that supposedly people are attracted to, as if everybody was attracted to the same thing, which we absolutely know is not true. Um, so let's say that is what you feel bad about. That is your body image issue. You feel like, I wish I fit this conventional ideal better. I wish I was closer to a sort of European model look because that's what men want or whatever. However you say this to yourself. 
Um, if that is coming up for you, then it's worth exploring the fact that anybody who is attracted to that or exclusively attracted to that, I should say, is most likely fetishizing. Oh my God, I cannot say this word. What is it? Fetishizing? Fetishizing? I'm not sure. Please forgive me. Anyway, just be aware that most people, I would think, are probably going to be attracted to a wide array, which includes maybe some folks who fit the conventional beauty ideals and some folks who don't. But some are legitimately only going to be attracted to that model look. And those people, unless you happen to be a model, are not going to be your people. Because those people are fetishizing that look. Just like if you are not a petite Asian woman, you are not going to be a good match for someone who is fetishizing and looking for a petite Asian partner. All of these things really reveal that, I mean, there's like, I don't know, 9 billion people on this planet or something. There are people who will be attracted to you. And there will, there will be people who are not. And anybody who has a fetish for a certain kind of body or a certain kind of uh, aesthetic is likely just not going to be a good match for you unless you happen to be that thing. But that doesn't mean that you're less likely to find a great partner or have someone be attracted to you. It certainly doesn't mean that you're going to um, be in more danger of like being left behind or being cheated on. It literally just means there will be people who have fetishes that aren't you. And you should not partner with those people. You know, it just doesn't make sense. Whereas there will also be people who are attracted to you and that. And maybe there are people who will only be attracted to you or people who look like you. And that's kind of a weird thing too. Like for those girlfriends, I always wonder, how do you process that? That, you know, your partner's ex looked exactly like you and your partner's next partner is going to look exactly like you because it's not really about you. I mean, to me, that would feel really uncomfortable. It would feel really degrading, I think, really objectifying. It would make me feel like unspecial. But on the other hand, maybe it's not even something anybody is aware of. I don't know. I mean, people have types, right? So it's not necessarily like anything that would bother someone. But I do wonder, you know, in that position, are, it, are people aware of what's going on? Is there an awareness of the fetishization? And does that make anybody feel bad or is it, it could actually make people feel really great. Like, hell yeah, I am my partner's exact type. They are so into me. I feel really confident about that. I don't know. Anyway, um, I really wanted to make the point, and I hope that it has been made here, that conventional beauty ideals are sometimes fetishized. Big butts are sometimes fetishized. <laughs> or high heels are fetishized. Or you know, microbladed brows and, and uh, contoured faces and hair extensions or lash extensions or whatever, you know. Um, these are things that we sometimes take for granted as like, oh, that's just what's attractive because they happen to be cultural ideals. But not everyone is attracted to them. And the people who are exclusively attracted to them are not really having the same wide experience of attraction that I think of as, uh, as my life experience anyway, and they are, they are fetishizing, Like that's what that is. 
And I think it's important that we name it for what it is, because even if it's not problematic, you know, even if it's not causing any any issues in that person's life or in their partners' lives, it is still something that as a cultural phenomenon, we have to name for what it is. Because otherwise we fall into the trap of thinking that's just what's attractive. And everyone is attracted to something different. So how can that just be attractive? And then also, um, you know, every other category of fetishization is considered attractive too. You can't, there's no universal here. So just be aware, there are many categories of what people fetishize and conventional beauty ideals is one of those things. I think that's everything I wanted to say on this. I feel like this might've been kind of a circular conversation, but nonetheless, thank you for listening. Um, if you love my work, feel free to uh, support me on Patreon. You can find the link on my Instagram bio and on Instagram, I am uh, Jesse Neal. You can just find me there. And I love hearing from you. So you can also feel free to DM me if you have any thoughts or topics for podcast episodes that you want to hear. And uh, that's it. I hope you have a wonderful day and I'll catch you next time.